Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bob Stoffer and Cam Moon has joined us in studio for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. Hello, Cam. How are you? Oh, doing very well. Hey, let's turn that mic on there. There we go. Give that to me again. Oh, I'm doing very well. There we go. Okay, you got... You uh, got yeah, I had you on the right one instead of on phone. That would kind of make sense. Okay, yeah. Cam's appearances are brought to you by Brent Ridge Ford, and Uncle Milt will tell you advertising works with Oilers now. The phone's been ringing, but they're still in need of quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your purchase and ownership, reach out to Johnny Rich, Uncle Milt, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, 780 6048. Uh, we are getting people's thoughts. Uh, we opened up the Bare Naked Ladies version today of Lovers in a Dangerous Time, which I think uh, is way better than the Bruce Coburn uh, original song. And then I said, all right, so give me your best covers of all time. Cam in a pizzeria, says Bob, after Jeff Buckley covered Hallelujah. Leonard Cohen said it's now his song. You know what? The Buckley version's good. I I also like the Katie Lang version of uh, Hallelujah as well. You got a cover that you think's maybe better than the original or as good as the original? Well, I think it's a take on the original. I like it every bit as much. Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Which, you know, fits right into the wheelhouse of music I enjoy. Did you ever see the uh, Live and Let Die James Bond version? No. Hudson and uh, Tori watched it. They loved it. It was, it was. I, I will say this. It wasn't the most, it was, hey, it was like 1974. Well, right? yeah. It wasn't the most politically correct. <laughs> Has there ever been a politically correct James Bond movie? I don't know, but that ba- version was not no. politically correct. Bad News Bears wasn't politi- politically correct in the 70s either. But that Kelly Leak could hit. Wow, he could hit. He was a good hitter. <laughs> he was a real good hitter. And he gave zero blanks about anything. <laughs> Super 70 sports. I know. It makes me laugh every time. All right, keep them coming. Text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. So, Mooner's going to go with uh, Live and Let Die. Again, you can text us at any time. Uh, Bob, what about the Sid Vicious version of My Way? I mean, I haven't heard that. I've never heard that, but can you? I mean, can you really beat uh, Frank Sinatra with my way? I don't know if you can. That'd be that'd be a hard get. Uh, we've had several for all along the Watchtower. That's a, that's a great call. That, that is a great yeah. call. So the, the Jimi Hendrix uh, version, obviously, of the Bob Dylan original. So there you go. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Keep it coming. All right, this show is called Oilers now. 
Cam, I'm, I'm bringing the heat here. All right. What do the Edmonton Oilers do with Philip Broberg? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. It, it, it looks like he's almost there, but he's not quite there. And you'd like to think that that development will continue and a, a summer of training, you see what he brings in the fall, what he brings in the preseason, but it, it's getting to the point where it's going one way or the other. In other words... He has to yeah. play. Yes. He has to play. I mean, it, otherwise, you're not going to... So, uh, again, you can text us your thoughts on Philip Roberg. Here, here's what's happening. I mean, let's face it. I think the plan for the Edmonton Oilers initially was that Kulak would be in the second pairing after Edmonton signed him last year. Broberg would be sort of in the third pairing. Uh, the Oilers obviously would have Darnell Nurse in the top pairing. The problem with that is Broberg didn't even realize he was hurt dating all the way back to the rookie tournament and was not overly effective in preseason. Then he got nicked up when he finally did go down at Bakersfield. He missed a lot of time. And frankly, he wasn't as good last year in the NHL, in my opinion, as he was the year before when he came up. And now you're sitting there in a situation where Edmonton stepped up and made the Ekholm trade to immediately improve your team. So you have Nurse and Ekholm on the left side, plus Kulak. I think we can agree Kulak was excellent in the playoffs oh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Um, Bouchard and Ekholm put together a pretty effective tandem. Evan Bouchard ended up leading the playoffs in defense scoring with 17 points. Uh, Nurse and CC, I think we can all agree. I mean, they got outscored one, uh, you know, six to one, five e five in the series against Vegas. Those guys both will tell you they would have liked to have played better. Um, I got news for you on CC. Just so everybody's and I and. You know, I, I know you hear Frank Cervalli on the show, and he told me that he thought uh, Damon Severson could get uh, $6.6 million a year on an eight-year deal. I'm like, not a chance. Well, it turned out I was wrong. <laughs> I didn't factor in Columbus. There are no right-shot defensemen out there. No. So when people sit there and go on Twitter and say, well, the Edmonton Oilers should trade Cody Ceci. Yeah, for what? There, and there's and there's other teams sitting there uh, that are going, geez, I see Oilers fans are talking about, and I'm serious, the, the, Organizations have people that look and follow certain guys around the league to monitor what's getting said in that market. It would not surprise me if the Oilers have had mul- multiple calls on Cody Cece because there's a shortage of right-side defensemen, and he's not overpriced. He's got two years left in the term yeah. at $3.25 million. He pro- I mean, he played real good a year ago, not as good this past year. Uh, I know people have mentioned Brett Pesci. Just take a look at his, just just for, you know, what's in giggles going, cap-friendly right now, and t- look up the the Brett Kesh, Brett Pesci, the contract price point. Hey, he's, it's a great deal. He's making $4.1 million. He's in, he's from the, uh, he's from, I think he's from the New York area. Have you found where, he, where, where is he listed as from? Is he from New York oh, City? I've just got him at 4.025. 4.025? Yeah. And we're uh, yeah, he's from New York. He's from New York, Terrytown, New York. There you I don't go. know. I, mean, I don't know where that is. That's as New York as New York gets. Okay. Okay. Uh, what does it say about a no movement clause? There. Uh, does it have a little caveat next to it? Let me go back to the team page. It does not. It does not have. It listed. An, it does not have a no trade clause listed with it. Which, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, anyways, I think that we'll wait and see what happens here. But I just, I have a feeling. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. All right. It's a lot, lot of curveballs today. A lot of curveballs. Here it is. Philip Robert. 
We know he can play both sides. Are we anointing DeHarnay as the third-pairing right shot defenseman for Edmonton? Could you play both? I think he is right now. So the Oilers need to play 12 and 6. Is it feasible that you could look at Broberg, but maybe not play him with Kulak, maybe play him with Nurse, and then play Kulak and CeCe together and play those guys a few more minutes and cut Nurse back and have Broberg play? I mean, Darnell Nurse is making $9.25 million. Uh So... Is that a potential option for the Edmonton Oilers, or is that outright crazy? You tell me. I don't think it's crazy. I think it would be because he has spent time on his offside. It's not out of the realm of possibility. He needs opportunity. He's had opportunity, but he'll need opportunity in the fall, and we will see what he does with it. And you have to have a backup plan because I don't think you can throw all your eggs in that basket, but... You have to, you know, have something ready to go if that doesn't work, or or if you're, it's not to your liking, and you may see a lot of different looks as far as the D and the combos in the not just the preseason but in the early regular season to find the right mix and something that looks good. But you know, there's a reason Philip Broberg was taken in the first round in 2019, and he's shown flashes at times of of that uh that promise that that potential and and at this point you would think in becoming coming into his you know third year of you know, being a pro in North America that this is where it's got to take a step it's got to take a step up all right, uh, let's go to a couple texts here in the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob Stoffer, Camoon. Nice job there filling cameras, looking some stuff up. <laughs> Three things to do with Broberg, says this texter out of Barhead. Play him, play him, play him. Uh, AJ says, I'd trade him. Not sure why he was picked to begin with. Cut your losses and move on. Uh, Bob, uh, you're worried about politically correct. Have you ever seen Blazing Saddles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is a, that one's not exactly not exactly the most sensitive movie out there. Uh, Bob, Baker Street by the Foo Fighters. Is that like the Jerry uh, Rafferty original? I I'll defer to Jerry Rafferty on that one. That's a that's an excellent song. Uh, yeah, Stan and Okotoks. We've already gone with Johnny Cash. Hurt, uh, Bob. What about Manfred Mann and? Uh, Oh, Blinded by the Light. That's a great song. You can text us at 780-496-0063. We are going to head off in one minute's time, and uh, we're going to get John Shannon's thoughts for Legacy Heating and Cooling, what to do with uh, Philip Broberg, and also discuss John's uh, favorite cover of a song. It is 1243 in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. Yeah, no question about it. The cover weighs way better than the original on this one. There must be some kind of way out of here. We'll tell you some guests and orders now. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. You can tell Chris and Brendan and Chef Al Taft that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday, 5 p.m. until close. As we go to our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm good, boys. All right. You got a favorite cover? 
what? So we and then we're going to get heck for not talking hockey. We're we're going to talk hockey. <laughs> we're going to talk hockey right away. away. You know, people are going to... Okay, so my, uh, I, I'm going to be a little off the uh, off the beaten track. So Not you, John. Richard oh. Harris. <laughs> Richard Park. Harris. Yeah, Richard Harris did MacArthur Park. And then Donna Summer did it as a disco album, as a disco uh, song in the late 70s. And her, it, it, that was a better cover than Richard Harris's original MacArthur Park. Wasn't Richard Harris one of those guys that was sort of? There was a book written about the all the uh, the English actors and about their their drinking and their brawling oh. and the great stories. He was the one that was on Letterman telling stories about Richard Burton and all those other guys and how crazy they were. Sure, <laughs> yeah, Richard Burton, Richard Harris, Peter O'Toole, yes. all those loony bins. They were all crazy. They yeah, were all so, crazy. They're all right. SCTV did a Richard SCTV did a Richard Harris. Yeah, yeah, they did something on Richard Harris. It was great. All right, there. Somebody has just sent something in that's totally <laughs> sacrilegious. Okay, we'll get back to hockey. Bob, the Headstones did a cover of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I do. You want to hear the? I heads- love the. You headstones. want to hear the Headstones version of the wreck? It's Gordon Lightfoot or nobody when it comes <gasps> to that song, John. You know what I'm saying? There's only one way to sing the wreck of the Ibn Fitzgerald. There's only one way. There we go. And that's the way Gordon sang it. I agree with you. And if you don't like it, too bad. I I gotta try and hear you this. Can vote for every, <laughs> you can vote for whoever you want, okay? I don't care. Just be educated. Okay? You don't have to agree with anything we say about the Edmonton Oilers, but damn it, you are gonna love the Gordon Lightfoot version of the wreck of the Ibn Fitzgerald. There we go. All right, all right. Uh, Philip Broberg. Philip Broberg. What do you do with Philip Broberg if you're the Edmonton Oilers, John? I, I like that answer of play him, play him, play him. You know, I, I, I think that you know the one thing we have learned uh, in the, in in the last few seasons is the regular season is an 82 game rehearsal. And you need to take advantage and give young players like Broberg, just as they did Evan Bouchard, a chance to prove themselves at this level on a regular basis. You got to play them. I mean, you can't expect them to be dynamic and great, but he has to learn to play at this level getting ready for the playoffs. Total curveball for you. Geez, I've used that term a lot on today's show. (laughs) Would you consider, because we haven't really, is it out of the realm of possibilities to potentially play Darnell Nurse and Brobert together and play Kulak and CeCe together? I don't think there's any rule that you, you know, that, uh, that that can't happen. Why not? Yeah. You know, I mean, the the, 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 ch- the challenge in this one is, in, in my opinion, and, and you can tell me I'm out to lunch, as you normally do, is not about Broberg in that scenario. Is is Darnell Nurse ready to, to have an apprentice? Is, Dar- is Darnell Nurse ready to mentor? That, to me, is a bigger challenge in all of this. Yeah. And, and you would hope that making the money that he is, that yet the answer is yes. And perhaps, again, that's part of the learning curve of the regular season. 
but you know, I I I think it's probably worth a, uh, it's probably worth a you know you know a ten game window to say okay, you guys are playing together, you better get used to it, and you know Darnell, here's your job description, and Philip, here's yours. Yeah. I mean, Darnell Nurse and, and people won't get past the money, and that's fair. It's fair to comment on that sort of stuff. It comes with the territory. Ken Holland, when he took the job, did not envision uh, five years ago that we'd be, it was an $81.5 million cap, and we're only at an $83.5 million cap now. He lost Clefbaum, and he lost Larson, and Nurse hit the home run in the year of the defenseman getting paid. So that, but $9.25 million, it is going to, without Darnell playing on the Oilers' first unit power play, it's going to be tough for him um, to live up to how some perceive that contract unless one thing happens, John, and that's if Edmonton wins. Because then if Edmonton wins, all bets are off. Right. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, winning solves everything, doesn't it? It does. What did you think of the uh, Hall of Fame selections yesterday? Well, I'm happy for the seven people. Um, I'm happy for the families. Uh, you know, Pierre Lacroix does not get enough credit for what he did long term in in Colorado in establishing that that organization. And he, he I, I actually, I had thought he was it before this year. Uh, I'm happy for Hitch. I had a long talk with Ken last night. You know, he's deserving of what he's done at every level of coaching. And so for him, it's great. You know, the three goaltenders that went in, we can we can argue all we want. Tom Barrasso was overlooked for too long. Mike Vernon was overlooked for too long. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist uh, was one of the best goalers of, of his generation. So all of a sudden, the focus is on... Uh, on the men's side, on Pierre Turgeon, and I, you know, it, you know, is he was he good enough in big games? Lots of points, lots of games, lots of longevity, but it's not the hockey hall of longevity. So you know, there'll be question marks about Turgeon in my mind, uh, and Carolyn Lett sh- should have been in long before this year as well. So, so that in a nutshell is where we are with the seven. Uh, and as I tweeted out yesterday, and I, I, I still believe it today, and I will use the same words for the life of me, I do not understand why Alexander Mogilny is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think it's a travesty. I think it's a mistake. Uh, and it's not politics. Politics are not supposed to be part of this. There are Russians on the committee in Igor Larionov. There are lots of Euros on the committee. Uh, you know, so uh, Yari's on the committee, Anders Hedberg's on the committee. I do not understand why Alexander Mogilny has been passed over. Now, here's, here's the caveat on all that, Bob and Cam. We don't know if he was nominated. We don't under just because you're eligible doesn't mean you're nominated. There is a process you have to go through, a two-stage process to go through, to get nominated, and we don't know who was nominated. Like we don't know if Paul Henderson was nominated. We don't know if Steve Larmer was nominated. We don't know if Rod Brindamore was nominated. We don't know. We know they're eligible, but we don't know if they were nominated. Educate me, John. Who does those nominations? Well, if you is that if from you the go committee? on the NHL, if you, sorry, 
It, no, it's from the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay. If you go on the Hall of Fame website, there is a process that starts every January 1st that you can do public nominations. You And then the, the committee itself has the option of nominating players as well, or they can take one of the public uh, uh, nominations and put it forward. So it's a two-stage nomination thing between January the 1st and March 15th. But nobody knows about it. Nobody knows these protocols. And that is the biggest issue that I have had with the Hall for a long period of time. Um, and so you can sit here and, you know, I had a list of 29 guys that I'm, I'm could easily have been discussed. Yeah, I'm going to okay? give you one. Okay. Is Theron Fleury yeah. on your list? No. See, I think, but he should be. He should. To me, Theron Fleury, and I and I realize not everybody likes his politics, but he overcame one of the most and and wrote, frankly, one of the most courageous books that's been written about hockey. And it is a book that an entire generation, like a number of years ago, Bob Nicholson's uh, wife Lorna wrote a book about up and coming stars, and in it they listed their favorite book. This is off the World Junior guys in about 2010, 2011, and half the guys chose Theron Fleury's book as their favorite book that they'd ever yeah. read. Like it, it impacted an entire and and awoke a lot of people. And I, and I get, I get it that not a lot of people like all of. Theron's current political views on topics, but he was a hell of a player, and he overcame a lot as an undersized guy to have the not to mention the what happened to him off the ice in junior. It's amazing yeah. that he won a Stanley Cup, he won a gold medal, he scored 50 goals in the league. He's a point per game player. He was an absolute driver and a pain in the ass when he played. He was a courageous like to me. Theron Fleury should merit serious consideration to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't disagree with you. And I don't, you know, the whole political nature of Theo's life now, it's, that's relatively new in, in this process. You know, there was a window there after his retirement and when he became eligible three years later that nobody worried about Theo's politics. And he still didn't get in. Um, but there, I, I think there's a ton of players in that realm of, you know, the 500 goals, 1,000 games, trophies, Olympics that are not getting their due. Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult to justify. It's hard. I'm sure it's, it's really hard uh, to, to create uh, a, a list of, uh, of nominees that get past the, the committee of Mike Gartner and 17 others. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand them, and I think that the Hall would do itself a better service by making a lot more of the information a lot more available so we might understand and tolerate the decisions better. John, i got to tell you this. There's entirely too much reason and logic in what you're saying, and you should be the man that spearheads that. We're going to get you to do that. <laughs> you have a following. Thank you very much uh, for joining us here on Winners Now, okay? I'd rather listen to MacArthur Park, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1257 in Edmonton. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, uh, Philip Broberg is 21. Fans are crapping on him. You usually say it takes until 25 for defensemen. Oilers need to be patient and play him. They need players with entry-level cap to play. Well, my line always was I stole a Dale Talon line. He says you don't know what you got until you got 300 games in the NHL for D. Philip Broberg's at 69 games played. We will uh, mention to you the Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, uh, he and Jim Brown will be going to the Elks game on Sunday. Hoping. Uh, you going on Sunday night as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Hoping for a turnaround. Uh, Brennan Escott is with us. Brennan, how are we doing on the uh, search for uh, better covers? How's that coming along? Good? Bad? Uh, I got a couple here for sure. We got. Uh, I found the headstones one. If if we want to dip our toe in that a little later on, but okay. uh, some Metallica coming up for sure. Yeah. All right, oh, let's have yeah. some there, have some fun with it. Hart Levine's up at uh, one o five after Randy Kilburn brings you a global news weather traffic update.